how to be involved in performing miracles with money. He owns it. You carry it. Suddenly, a miracle happens. Uh, how does God give? When someone's in a need, how does God give? Well, number one, God might give it directly. I've had a situation where uh, all of a sudden a uh, thing has not been through another person. Somehow that money's been there, wasn't there before. Empty wallet, then some money in the wallet. Count, then money in the account. That God gives it directly. Number two, God might send an angel. You know, in the, in the Bible, we read there are times when God provided directly. Can you tell me a story where God provided directly for someone? Abraham, God provided. God might send an angel. And so, can anybody think of a story in the Bible where an angel came providing something? Was it Elijah? Yes, Elijah. And of course, God might partner with a person. He'll touch the shoulder of someone and say, I want you to do this and so. 1 Timothy 6.18 reads, Let them do good that they may be rich in good works, ready to give. Say that with me. Ready to give and willing to share. Say that. Willing to share. Let's read that again. Let them do good that they may be rich in good works, ready to give and willing to share. Giving is a form of good works. God wants us to be rich in good works, not saved by our good works, but we're saved for good works. And one of the good works that we can do is in the area of giving. Well, how do we give? The typical way of giving is you give a portion regularly. This is what we do at church when you get paid weekly or, or fortnightly or monthly, and you give a portion regularly to help with the ministry of the church. And number two, giving extra for special reasons. It might be a church event. It might be for a ministry or it might be a special need. I'd like to introduce you to another very exciting way we can give. It's called the God Pocket, as introduced and explained by Bruce Wilkinson's book called The God Pocket. This sermon comes out of that book. The premise, he owns it, you carry it, suddenly everything changes. That's the book I've changed it to. Suddenly a miracle happens. Bruce Wilkinson's influenced my life in the past. The Jabez prayer impacted me dramatically. And it became a prayer that I prayed daily. And out of it, the most amazing things took place. And because I lived it, I have many times preached that message as it was given to me. But for me, I preached it and it's come out of the heart of practicing it. Now, here's another message that I've come across and Bruce has really ministered to me. And as soon as I read that, which was this week, I knew I had to share it this morning. And so I'm introducing to you the principles in this book, The God Pocket. And if you think, Tony, that's a great message. All that's Bruce Wilkinson's work. Reminds me of this guy who went up to preach on Sunday. And he stood up. He said, because uh, he left his notes behind. He said, this morning, only God and I knew what I was going to preach on. And now only God knows what I'm going to preach on. And, uh, but uh, so I'm sharing from uh, Bruce's giving. He shares seven steps concerning the God pocket. And let me introduce those steps to you as we explain what this is. By the way, before I explain, have you been in a situation where God has prompted you to give something to someone? It's absolutely right that you did. Who's been on the receiving end of someone giving something to you? And it was absolutely right that they did. 
timing was perfect, how they gave. And that's what it means. God gives, God owns it. We carry it and suddenly a miracle happens. First of all, a God pocket. You decide how much. This is a, you know, an offering. We might decide in advance that we're going to give X amount on a regular basis. But God pocket, you say, okay, God, what is it? How much that is yours that I'm going to dedicate to you that I'm going to make available? It might be 10 bucks or 20 bucks or 30 or 40 dollars. It's up to what God puts in your hand and God prompts in your heart. So you decide how much. Number two, having decided how much, you devote it to God. That is not there for the next milkshake, okay? That is not there to replenish the petrol where you're running out. It has now been dedicated to God, and therefore it is set aside for something special. You decide, then you dedicate it. God, this is your money. This is not mine. Number three. Now, by the way, God owns it all anyway. Number three. Then you deposit it into your God pocket. Now, your God pocket might be um, a, a little wallet or a specific pocket, that may be dedicated just for that purpose. I like the value of maybe having something little that is your deliberate God pocket. And in it, on a weekly basis, you could pop that money in. And if God doesn't direct you during that week, then the next week you pop the next amount of money in there. And then the next week you pop the next amount of money until God at the right time directs you about where to carry it because it's his money all you're doing is carrying it and at the right time then giving it as God directs number four you depend upon God to lead you to that exact person number five you deliver God's funds to the recipient so as you're in the process of life and stuff all of a sudden God directs you to that particular person you know it's that particular person and then you then pass on that money number six you declare that God is the ultimate giver. This is not you giving the money. This is God's money. And he's guided you and he's directed you and you give him the glory in the process. Number seven, you disciple the person by encouraging them to deliver God pockets too. You've heard the phrase, pass it forward. And so encourage them in time. If they're really touched by it, hey, you could have a God pocket as well. Let me open and walk through these seven steps with you. We read the nudge. Now, this is the unexpected and out of context. It can be uncomfortable, subtle, but clear. This is, you're prepared. You're already ready to go. Have you ever been in a situation you really wanted to help someone, but you didn't have that with you to help in a time of need? Well, here you're carrying the God pocket. It's in your purse or in your pocket. It's all ready to go. You're just waiting for that prompting. And then what happens is it begins with a nudge. And that nudge, God sort of highlights that particular person, that particular situation. It's like, hey, I have something here that I'm wanting to do. And immediately you think, oh, it's subtle, but it's a sense clear. You realize oh, this, is, this could be the recipient of the God pocket. Uh, number two, the cue. It might be an outward sign of need. They may be searching, you know, they might be trying to, looking through their wallet. They might be searching in their pockets. There might be something really obvious that is telling you in their body language or whatever. And then there's the bump. This is a question intended to surface a hidden need. One way is uh, you can simply ask, 
uh, how may I help you? It might be that you're looking a little bit distressed, a bit confused, a bit flummoxed, and you and you they're a stranger to you. So how do you engage? And one was, hi, look, how can I help you? How's it going? Or you're looking a little lost, can I help you? And this is a bridge to connecting with uh, an individual. And so you go from the nudge to the cue to the bump. And uh, how, how do you go about this? Uh, well, a few things I want you to be aware of. I want you to just be you. Just be you. Just relax. You're on the eve of passing on a God pocket. And out of it, God's going to minister somehow. Relax. Secondly, I want you to shift in your perspective. You know, generosity is a sign of emotional health. It's good to be giving things away. And when we are feeling like we want to haul, hoard and hold, it's a sign of stinginess and sometimes lead to depression. A generous heart, a grateful heart, and a generous heart shows emotional health. You can give your way to happiness. Shift your perspective. This is now you going out every day, not just to work or not just to shopping or not just to whatever, but you're carrying around a potential miracle at the right time. Number three, you carry your funds in your God pocket already. It might have been just that particular week. And you might say, look, I can't afford too much. Do not underestimate the power of the right amount of money at the right amount of time, at the right time. Whatever God prompts in your heart, carry it. Now, that might accumulate over a number of weeks because God wants to do something significant through that God pocket. Number four, commit to act. As when God prompts you, all of a sudden you realize you must engage. Now, this can be, this can be challenging because all of a sudden you are out to do something else and now something's intercepted. But that something is the eve of a miracle. So be courageous. Seize the moment. Go ahead and do it. Commit to act. Next is keep your eyes open. Be aware as you're going through life. Some of us, uh, you know, I love the story of, you know, people, you know, when people go into an elevator, don't they? They walk in and then they turn around and they face the door. And when other people come in, they push further into the corner no one's looking at each other. No one's relating to anybody. You're a group of strangers on a journey. And, uh, you, and uh, I love the, I, the story I heard of someone who just loves going into full elevators. And when he walks in, he stands there looking at everybody, smiling. <laughs> and then as it travels, he says, I, wondering, I guess you're wondering why I called you here today. Uh, he, he just has uh, one of those attitudes where he just wants to connect with people. But I want you to be a little bit more alert of your world. And be a bit more discerning about what's going on, even as you're going. And you, maybe that uh, over the weeks that God pocket's built and built, you're getting a little bit more excited about what God might do through that God pocket. But you're just saying, God, give me discernment and give me wisdom and show me who you would have me to sow into. Keep your eyes wide open. And then take risks for God. Uh, they say faith is spelled R-I-S-K. And if God is calling you to do something, risk it. I believe you will not be disappointed. Finally, transfer the credit to God. This is not you giving the money. 
You must not take the glory. It is God's and an opportunity for Him to give the glory. You know, there have been times when we have been able to give and we've not made a thing about it. And that's all right. You don't let your left hand, left hand know what your right hand's doing. And that's quite right. But these, this is a deliberate opportunity to give God the glory. This is your God pocket. So I want you to relax as you go through this. Now breathe in. Breathe out. Turn to the person beside you and just say, just relax. Just relax. You're going to become a part of a miracle. Once I've found that appointment, I want to report the nudge. I want to tell them somehow this is a divine appointment. I would say for some reason you've caught my attention. Now, we've got to be careful how we go about that. Jackson, you can't go up to a young lady and say, for some reason you've caught my attention. <laughs> you need to be able to make that connection and, uh, and be courageous because they're a stranger often. You've caught my attention. Number two, describe your mission. Look, I want to show you this. This is a, this is a thing called God's pocket. And uh, it's money that belongs to God. I'm just carrying it. And at times he might tell me to give it to someone. All of a sudden you're explaining something now. They're intrigued. They're listening. And then you make the delivery. I think he wants me to give this to you. Now, pause. It might all begin by seeing someone. Are you okay? Oh, no. I am just, just had a, a fight with my husband. Uh, look, I really don't want to talk about it. Well, that's all right. But I just want to say, you're not alone. God's here for you. And I've got something in my pocket that's actually called God's pocket. It's his money. And I've been carrying it around for a while. And I feel that he's wanting me to pass this on to you. And you give the money and she bursts into tears and she says that's what the argument I haven't got any milk. And I yelled at him and it led to a conflict. And the tears flow. She goes to get groceries. Because you carried and with expectation were prepared to engage the, composition, the, the converse, conversation. So the nudge, then, the, then the, the cue. You're wanting, there might be some cues, but then the question, finding out what's going on. And then if you feel the Lord is confirming it, then you introduce the God pocket. And then you make the delivery. I think he wants to give me to give this to you. And then as they're standing there, it's an awkward moment. But it's still a moment that they're wide open to receive something more from God. So at that point, you say, I'm really happy for you. Or you might say, God arranged this for you. Isn't he amazing? Or you might say, God wants you to know he really cares about you. That wide open soil of impact a truth can go down into their heart and that can so impact them. What the uh, gift has done is it's focused their attention. And what the words do is it sows the truth and you've done your part. Uh, you might have the opportunity to pray for them. I commend that to you. Now, here's a thing called the principle of replenishment. In Proverbs 19.17 we read, Kindness to the poor is a loan to the Lord. 
What do you do with loans? You pay back. And look at this. Is a loan to the Lord and he will give a reward to the lender. So he doesn't just pay back, but he what? He rewards. I believe, and I've seen it so many times in my life, that when you let God direct you with your resources and you give as he guides and directs, comes back to you many times over. Sometimes in kind, sometimes different, but always comes back. There is a law called the law of replenishment that when we sow our seed, he then gives us more seed to sow. In Proverbs 11.25 we read, a generous person will be enriched. Isn't that good? And the one who gives a drink of water will receive what? What he gives, he receives. What she gives, she receives. It comes back. I remember when my children decided they wanted to pledge money for missions. I've shared this before. and Some of you haven't heard this story. And with Lynette's help, they picked and bagged plums and sold them and honored this money towards uh, Myanmar. Uh, missions, uh, an orphanage. And I'm, uh, with joy, that particular Sunday when all the money was collected and we, Lynette had made a pledge and I'd made a pledge and they were sacrificial pledges. And with joy, we finally arrived to honour our pledge. It was wonderful to put that money in and to know it went to a country we'd never been to, but to address need we weren't, you know, what a huge need, but to play our part. And so we're so excited about that. Within days of having done that, my mum rang up and she said, hey, uh, look, business has been going well and uh, I'd like to shout you guys on a holiday to the Gold Coast for, uh, for a week and um, I'll pay for the airplane tickets, I'll pay for the accommodation. You just pay for the, the tickets to go into the theme parks, I'll cover absolutely everything else. Isn't that fantastic? And it was like, you know, we had sown in the missions and, and God had blessed our children. And it was fantastic. And we had a great time and we got over it. It was fantastic. And, and not long after that, we were home back for a short time. Mum rang up again. She said, wasn't that great? Yes. She said, I thought we could do that again. <laughs> she said, but we've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. I'm sending us all to Disneyland. And uh, it was exciting, and I can directly relate that and connect that to the faithfulness that the children gave in the giving. And God says, well done, kids. I'm going to send you to the Gold Coast, and I'm going to send you to Disneyland. And I want to tell you, it's a real ride when you're in the place of responding to God's prompting and direction. Uh, I could tell you story after story, but I want to read to you. Please pull out your Bibles because I've got to have a moment reading from your Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. and 2 Corinthians 9, we read these words. This is a great chapter all in the area of giving. Now, I'm excited about reaching, pre, uh, reading, preaching this message to you because typically when a pastor preaches, he's talking about giving into the church. But I like the fact that I'm today talking about giving as God directs for a miraculous breakthrough in missions. In, uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 to 8, we read these words. 
The point is this. The person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And the person who sows generously will also reap generously. Each person should do as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or out of compulsion, since God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make every grace overflow to you. In other words, you watch to see what God releases in your life as you are a giver. So that in every way, always having everything you need, you will excel in every good work. Now, this is specifically talking about the good work and giving. So what he's saying here, this is the law of replenishment. You give, God's going to make sure you got more to give. I'm going to give you the grace so that you can excel in this area of giving. God wants you to excel in the area of carrying his resources and giving as he directs. Can you fit a watch in your God pocket? Yes, you can. Can you fit a Bible? Yes, you can. Can you fit a car? Yes, you can. Can you fit a house? Yes, you can. Let me explain just very quickly. I had a time in which God kept on telling me to give away my watch. And every time I gave my watch away to someone, I ended up getting a better watch. It just, and without me saying anything. I started, I, I was on a ferry going somewhere, picked into Wellington. And I caught up with Jules Riding. Anybody know who Jules Riding is? And we were talking, and as we were talking, I noticed he had this very, very basic watch on his wrist. I said, hey, you know, I, we got talking about life and ministry, and I took my watch off. It was a better watch. And I just said, I want to give this to you. What? And I said, I want to tell you, you are loved. God loves you. And uh, he's always there for you all of the time. And this is, have that. Wow, thank you, brother. And then it wasn't long before I scored another a, a watch, a better watch. And then again, I gave that away to someone who was doing great ministry. I just, I just felt the Lord say, this person, this person's got a great heart. They're serving me. I noticed they didn't have a watch. And I said, I noticed you don't have a watch. He said, no, I don't have one. I said, let me give you one. What? Took it off, popped it on. So this watch is just the neck. It ended up being a sort of next watch, next watch, next watch, next watch. This is a lovely watch. I didn't pay a cent for it. Cent for it. It's a Tussaud. It's a quality watch. And uh, I'm so grateful. Uh, this is like the fourth or fifth in the cycle of giving away watches. I just, it's been a blessing. Another thing has been in the area of uh, Bibles. So uh, on missions. And I had this lovely Bible I bought for myself. And the Lord said, I want you to give it to this young evangelist. Oh, this is my Bible, Lord. And uh, no, I want you to, uh, but I'm supposed to be preaching now. I don't have a Bible, but give it to him. Okay. And he was so blown away. He treasured that Bible. And for the two weeks I was there on mission, he walked around like it. It was his girlfriend, you know, carrying that thing with him everywhere he went. And, uh, and God replaced that. And over the, over the years, I've been able to give and give. Just recently, the trustees gave me a lovely Bible, which was fantastic. It was a blessing, a Bible I'd been looking at, and uh, someone had told them all about it. Uh, and they ended up buying it for me, which was very 
beautiful. It was lovely. I was so blessed. But then I realized I had a Bible that someone else was looking for. New in the box, and I hadn't got to it. So with joy, I passed them with, gave them this Bible. And, and she was in tears. Oh, I don't want this Bible. She was so excited about it, and I was able to give it to her. Within a week, someone else gave me a study Bible. And I just thought, praise God, you know, I don't really need this, but, but this is, I've been watching, looking at this particular ESV study Bible full of rich notes, and it's just amazing. You think there's a Bible in your God pocket? What about a car? I came across a guy who was a lovely guy, influenced me, trained me up. Their car broke down. So what I did was I, uh, I talked with a number of friends and we gathered some money together and I went and bought him a car. It wasn't a great car. It wasn't an expensive car, but it was a car. He was absolutely, absolutely blown away with it. And I was so thrilled to get him. Over the years, Lynette and I have received so many cars. Some we've given away, some we've received. I remember one giving away our family car and having to walk, drive around in a little hatchback, and we were a family of five, four children, five children at the time. And I thought, how are we going to cope with this little hatchback? We're going to have to go places twice, back and forth. The theory, everybody. And within, it was like a day after giving away our family car, a businessman from Wellington said, look, God, God's put me on your heart. Uh, you on my heart. And uh, I feel you need a new car. I've uh, popped $15,000 into your account. Boom, and uh, that was, and I just have seen that God does, and that vehicle that we got, we ended up giving to a young man, a couple of young guys, visiting New Zealand, and their vehicle fell apart, and we gave them our prime vehicle for six months. It didn't come back the way we gave it to them, I tell you, but we ended up gaining um, a convert for Jesus Christ and a son in the Lord which was fantastic. Uh, what about a, um, a house? You know, I almost didn't write this down. But I believe there's going to be someone here who's going to be able to one day gift a house. I don't know how you're going to do it, but it's going to be something you're going to be able to do. You're going to gift a house. And you're going, my goodness, God is so good. Maybe you might be the recipient of someone's God pocket and out pops a house. I don't know. But I want you to know that God wants to replenish. God wants to partner with you in a conspiracy to reveal himself to the world. What if you could take a little something out of your pocket today that would make God visible? He owns it. You carry it. Suddenly, there is a miracle. So I commission you to get a God pocket. I commission you to ask God, what can I put in on a regular basis and carry it with you and to go through that process. Are we going to make sure this message is on our website? To remind you of this, you can check this out and share it with your friends. But I want to um, finish with a story. So, I'm excited about being and sharing this message with you this morning. I believe we're going to start hearing stories, God pocket stories. And I want to tell you, 
we're going to provide an opportunity every now and then for people to tell their God pocket story. So I want you to put yourself in a place where you've got stories. We're going to share that. I believe we're going to start something very exciting that's to do with faith, finances, and miracles. We're going to share that and give an opportunity to give God all the glory. This morning, as I was out picking up the kids, there was no children to pick up. They're all holidays. They're all, no one was around. Except the one family I did go up, and the one child did come into the door, I noticed the mum was really stressed. And I was just about to leave, and I felt the Lord say, I want you to go and talk with her. And I thought she'd gone back inside, and then I saw she was behind the car. So I turned the key off, and I went around. And uh, I said, are you right? We'll be okay. And I said, well... I have in my pocket a thing called God pocket. This is money that he tells me to put in and it's his. And at the right time, he will tell me who to give it to. Now, I was a little bit embarrassed because I only had 20 bucks in it. I thought, what would $20 do? But I said, uh, I want you to know. And I pulled out the $20 and I gave it to her. God loves you. And you're not alone. And then the tears flowed. She bowed and she wept. And she said, I feel so alone. And I said, you're not. We talked for a little bit. And I thought, the power of a God pocket. And I commission you all to consider embracing that as a journey. And let's share, make visible God's glory and God's love through uh, this whole thing. Let's stand.